Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, you ready to make a splash? (sighs) That was bad. But yeah, I guess so. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing I'm doing good. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh after the holidays. So, you know, that three day work week felt like a three week work week. Yeah. Weather's clearing up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. That kind of good stuff, man. Did you did you have a good holidays? Did you have a, a good Christmas with the with the fam, New Year's and such? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Had a had a really good time. Stayed in Austin. Uh, had a nice New Year's, Christmas Eve, and uh, Thanksgiving, and all that stuff. So yeah, it was it was it was swell. Good. I mean, that's what you want, right? You want to you want to have that that good uh, good holiday season to do your best to recharge to try to make up for all the work that you uh, <laughs> you have waiting you at the yes. turn of 2019. Bell, we are here in the midst of a new year, but we've got some movies to talk about. We do not yet have new episodes of The Flash. Uh, but that is coming soon, and in the interim, man, we got some uh, some great panel to screen to dive into this week with the film Aquaman. Now, before we get into this, if you've never listened to one of our movie reviews before, ye should be warned. So, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers, and ye been warned. Aquaman, Aquaman, does whatever the aqua can. Bell. <laughs> Let's take them back. I remember back to, I mean, like old school panel to screen. I'm not talking back when we actually had a podcast called panel to screen, which clearly we don't anymore. But 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 I'm talking about back when panel to screen was a weekly news show talking rumors and news in the movie and television worlds of the comic book characters making their ways to the big and small screens. And I remember back in those days when it was announced that Cal Drogo was going to be Aquaman. And you and I, we were very pro Cal Drogo. Yes? Uh, I, I, I am all systems go for Cal Drogo. Yeah. I mean, Dothraki under the sea, it, it made sense, right? Yes. And of course, uh, you know, the, the character of Aquaman, uh, you know, maybe we should even uh, address this a little bit. I mean, first, before we dive into the movie, what was your first interaction with the character, man? Like, how, how did you get first introduced to Aquaman? I don't really think I have a storied history with Aquaman. It, it's just one of those things where, like, everybody knows Aquaman's the dude who talks to fish, right? And I'd seen some parodies. Probably the, the, the biggest interaction that I'd had with Aquaman recently is the, uh, like, Newgrounds Flash video. <laughs> where, <laughs> where it's like, I live under the sea and nobody cares about me. You know, it, it, it's a ripoff of the Superman song from five for fighting yeah 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 i can't stand to fly that one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and uh it, but it but it's um but it's about aquaman 
and that one's pretty good. And uh, there's been other interpretations, I guess, that I've seen over the years. Uh, Justice League, uh, the animated series, and things like that, where you know, and uh, and 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 the new Fifty Two Aquaman, they kind of like updated his style a little bit and made him more less ridiculous. I'll say that much. Well, actually, it predated the new Fifty Two because I mean that's the thing. If you go back to the original, you know, orange and green tights. Uh, Aquaman with the blonde hair and talking to fish with the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he was, he, he did not age as well in that classic form, especially when you went into kind of like the nineties and such where comic book characters were getting, they were getting bigger and they were getting bolder and they had to have patches and and pockets coming out of every single angle of their costumes. (laughs) Like, and no feet or hands, no feet or hands, not, not a one, but, but one way or the other Aquaman needed to be updated for the times. And so he went through this kind of evolutionary process of going from the, you know, kind of clean cut orange and green wearing Aquaman to cutting off his hand, looking like a pirate, having kind of like a hook for a hand and this massive beard and the flowing hair. And it's pretty clear where a lot of the inspiration for this film comes from in their interpretation of Aquaman, in that it's it's a mixture of that, which is definitely from the comics, and then also just kind of who they cast. Like, I almost feel like they wrote the character for the actor here. Yes. Yes, they did. And uh, we'll get into later about whether or not that was good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, one way or the other, for me, man, Aquaman, I think the, the first real interaction came from that Justice League cartoon. And I remember specifically, it it I didn't even realize he, I, I'll put it this way, I knew who Aquaman was, because you're right. Like, it's just part of the zeitgeist, it's part of the pop culture, you knew who Aquaman was, regardless of whether or not you read the comics or watched the Super Friends or what have you, like, you knew who he was. But I will never forget that first episode of Justice League that he appears on, where he's this king, he's not wearing any orange, he's got a son, I think it's Black Manta, or maybe it's Ocean Master, somebody's trying to kill his son, and he, in order to save him, has to cut off his own hand on a kid's cartoon show. And he does it. And that's how he's able, he comes back, he's got a bloody stump, but he's got his son with him. And I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. And then I read that that was Aquaman. Like, I don't even call him Aquaman in the middle of the, like, I don't think the Justice League ever called him Aquaman. It was just one of these things where it's like, wait, that's Aquaman? That they guy? They call him Arthur or what? They call him Arthur, yeah, because he's just oh, okay, king okay. of Atlantis at that point. Like up, up until, oh. yeah, Justice League Unlimited, I think, is when we first actually see him going on some missions and such. But up until then, man, he's just, yeah, he's just the king of Atlantis. He's just chilling. Hmm. But he's very, very bitter and frustrated, not nearly the carefree uh, Aquaman that we got in this film. Bell, yeah. go back in time. If I could go back in time and tell myself, that in 2018, because that's when it was when I watched this movie, you are going to see Aquaman riding a giant seahorse in the middle of a, a under, undersea battle, and it's going to be one of the most BA things that you see that year. I wouldn't have believed it. And yet here we are. Which portion were you referring to being BA? Dude, what he's like in the middle of the battle and there's like sharks with laser beams. Like, all right, first of all, <laughs> Because I know we're going to, I know, because I already saw your tweet. I try very hard to keep our our thoughts on movies separate until we can actually get on mic, but I did see your tweet. So I already know which direction your tides are flowing in, my friend. But here's the thing. I went into this movie with very low expectations, very low expectations. And the highest expectation I wanted out of this was like, you know what? If there's like sharks with freaking laser beams and, and that's what it is, and it's just kind of popcorn- 
I'm great. I'm solid. I will not feel like I wasted my time as I have felt in several movies in the DC corner of the movie universe. And that's not a slight necessarily, just just my own personal movie going experience. I came What's out. What's your opinion? I came it's a out. slight, but it's your opinion. <laughs> well, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Man, I came out of this thing delighted. Like, is it is it smart? No. Is it like freaking <laughs> Citizen Kane? Absolutely not. Is it gorgeous and fun? Like, absolutely. Is it ridiculously dumb? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that this is like, like a, a. This is not a thought piece. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's hardcore Aquaman. Sharks on lasers, Game of Thrones under the sea. Um, you know, granted, dumbed down Game of Thrones, but regardless, it's 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 gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's fun, it's popcorn. I loved it. Bell, what was your overall take? What was what was your thoughts going in, and and what was your thoughts going out? Okay, so thoughts going in, I had zero expectations whatsoever. I just I didn't think it was going to be. Uh, I, I, well, I I will say this, like I was thinking it was, you know, I'd seen Shazam, uh, the, the trailer for Shazam, and I was like, that one looks really fun. I saw the Aquaman trailer, that one, it looks like it could be fun, and and and, and fun kind of looks like the direction that they're heading uh, with the DCEU. So uh, I'm like, good, cool. So good thoughts, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know what. Uh, I, I really went in with, with like zero expectations and I was still let down. Not really. I'm just kidding. But I, I, I went in with no expectations and um, it it definitely is the second best DCEU film. But that is a very low <laughs> bar to cross. And and here's the thing. Like Wonder Woman jumped over it by about three miles, right? Like Wonder Woman jumped over that DCEU bar by three miles. Aquaman kind of barely hobbled over it, in my opinion. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed this more than Wonder Woman. Really? I don't know how that's even possible. It, because it was more fun than Wonder Woman. I did not have fun in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was a great movie. I'm not I'm not trying to bash it. It just wasn't a fun movie. I didn't go into that movie thinking like, oh, this is gonna be fun. And 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 it was it was a great movie, and like you say, it was much better than anything that came before. But no, this one this one is just different than Wonder Woman. It's got you can't even compare the two, honestly. You know what I mean? I mean, you can. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is like Wonder Woman is trying to be a serious film in the established DC movie universe. This one's trying to be a fun film in the established Disney or not Disney <laughs> DC yeah. uh, uh, where that it was uh, in the established DC universe. And I think this like, this succeeds in what it set out to do. And Wonder Woman succeeded in what it set out to do. And I enjoyed this more than Wonder Woman. Yeah, I said it. Don't I, I I can't agree with you on that. I just think this, this this movie had too much going on. It was it was too long. First off, it was too long. Uh, that's true. There were too many plot threads they're trying to get together. Uh, like I, you know, e- either either have Ocean Master or Black Manta, like one or the other. Yeah, Black Manta, while while visually stunning and wonderfully performed, uh, grossly over, uh, uh, rather underused, grossly underused. And that's not saying yeah. they need more time in this movie to expand him. He needs his own movie. Like like that, you got you got two of the heavy hitters, like the biggest villains out the gate, and you kind of, you know, squash one down into like three scenes. And that and he's like he's like the Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 the Lex Luthor. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't have, have put him in this film as, as you shouldn't have had his origin in this film. He should have just been a guy. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would not mind his origin being in this film, but like but like leave it so that that's kind of like the tail end. You know what I mean? Like set him up for the next one. Okay, maybe, but like it was just yeah, because you know his whole motivation like this 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 you know uh, a black manta and his father going to the submarine killed numerous other 
potential fathers, people who have kids. And then uh, Aquaman stops them and doesn't save his dad. And so he hates Aquaman for that. It's like you're, you're a murderer. Like you, you've killed a bunch of people. Like it's it's in the business. Yeah, like, this is but it's what different happens. when it's your dad. Like, come on, man. And like, I actually, I, I, I got his motivation. Actually, I didn't know how they were going to make that work. And it, it worked for they me. They didn't make it work. I think they did. They, and here's no. the other thing, too. Like, it fits with what you know, or, well, no, yeah, what, what you know, even, about the generational aspect of Black Manta, right? Like, we, we see his son was created, the, a character was created in Young Justice as his son, who would go on to be that version, or that universe's Aqualad. And I, I have not seen Young Justice Season 3 yet, but from the images I've seen, it appears that he may be the new Aquaman. So... If they end up going with a Calder, who's the son of Black Manta, in this movie franchise, uh, the whole father-son thing in, in, the or- in the origins of who this Black Manta is, is going to play pretty heavily into who his son could potentially be. So I think, I think they were actually laying the groundwork, not just for a great setup for the relationship, uh, you know, this, this hatred between these two characters, uh, as well as teaching Aquaman a lesson. But, but also to set up what we could see as a generational foil or even sidekick uh, in the form of Calder down the line. I, I, I know it just it, it, it felt very forced that like you didn't save my dad. So I hate you now because he drowned and it just it didn't feel I mean, I mean you got to you got to understand that there are risks in there. Like, why, why are you not? I mean, yeah, sure. It's his dad and everything. But, you know, <sighs> It just it just felt so dumb. I, I I don't know, man. Worked for me. It did. Uh, you know, I hear what you're saying about the mercenary thing. You kill people. It's just part of the job. It's different when it's your relative. And on top of it, it's different when you go into like, you know, merc somebody versus like sit there and watch them die. You know, like there's almost like a sadistic well, nature what is, to that. Uh, right. But it's like this. This they, they tried to kill Aquaman in that thing. And he's like, I just tried to kill you because you're saving these people that I'm also actively trying to kill. And because of my dad trying to kill you again, he got trapped behind this thing, and then you just left him, and you didn't yeah. save him. No, it's like Batman that- Begins, right? It's the, uh, it's the, I don't have to, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. That that whole deal. Yeah, except for it's completely different it, in the fact that Batman was a good movie. Oh, oh, well, I mean the scenario is the same. Uh, you know, yeah, but- the scenario is the same. But it, it's yeah, it's just why, like you know, he should have been like, all right, yeah, I mean, I guess. Sure, it's my dad, and, and I, I think there could have been a lot better reason to them, you know, to to make it so that I, I don't know. It just it just didn't work for me at all, and it was really really dumb that that was the motivation. It's like, oh, you didn't save my dad, who just murdered a bunch of people, and who and who also tried to kill you numerous times, and and uh, I don't know, worked for me. But again, I it's a dumb comic book movie. Like it does it does the job it needs to do, and you know we kind of move along. And on top of that, it very much is a dumb comic book movie. I will agree with you on that 100%. Yeah, but I don't I don't mean that in the negative way that you take it as. Like that's the thing. Like it's and, and I, you know, I was even thinking about this after the fact and maybe this is too much jumping to the end here, but like the, where DC has been failing uh arguably since the beginning of this entire universe is that they've been trying to tell comic book movies at a time where nobody wants comic book movies. Like, nobody wants comic book movies done like this. Like, live-action comic book movies are a thing of the past. That was the 2000s era. You know, this is, this is the early 2000s era. Like, we're, we're in a whole new era where people want superhero movies, sure. You know, superheroes in movies, but not necessarily comic book movies. 
Like, I would argue that most of the Marvel films, the, the most successful ones, are not comic book movies. There are other types of movies that utilize comic book characters. Well, yeah, and that's like Feige's whole thing, right? Sure. It's like we're gonna have we're gonna have a heist movie like with Ant Man, or we're gonna have a spy thriller with Captain America. That's exactly right. And so, to yeah. some extent, what we got in this is, you know, you, you have that kind of you know Game of Thrones esque story going on here. Or at least that was one of the stories that was being told. Because you're right, Bell. It's too convoluted. There's too many things that are going on. They need to shave off about thirty minutes to forty five minutes of this film. An hour, uh, maybe. But regardless, like there there is a lot going on here. And if they had focused a little bit more on kind of taking those plot lines seriously through the lens of the kind of the beauty of Atlantis and, you know, the depth of these characters. Yeah, that, that could be really great. But they wanted Game of Thrones. They wanted Shakespeare. And then they wanted, you know, the uh, the the Darth Vader thing going on. So, I mean, like there was a lot of there's a lot of stuff mixed up in here. But regardless, my point is that if DC wants to succeed, man, they, they got to they got to these movies are fun. It was good popcorn, good times, but the comic book movies of today that people now want don't look like this. They look like what we just saw in the groundbreaking film uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Like, that's that's the comic book movie of this new era. Yeah. Like, the the, the game has changed there. But anyway, that that's to the side. We're, we're talking still about this one. All right, so you didn't, you, you were not, you're not uh, too keen on, what, what, what about Black Manta's uh, suit and powers? What, how did you feel like that translated to the big screen? Uh, I, that was the first villain montage that I've ever seen in a movie before, and it was really weird. Oh, the music was terrible. Yeah, it was just like I, that was which that is was, universal out of this it. entire film. My biggest criticism is the music is terrible in this movie. Utilized yeah. terribly. It's good, good music, just utilized terribly. Yeah, like I, it, that. That kind of pulled me out of it. Like you know, uh, um, uh, Warmaster gives him this weapon that he uses to shoot and blow up a mountain, and then he miniaturizes it to be less powerful. Uh no I I think I did it how did it become less powerful because he blew up a mountain with it and then he shoots it numerous times after that when it's in the helmet and it doesn't do nearly as much damage well I think he's controlling it at that point like he's got okay, more control sure. over it we'll, we'll we'll give you that and like they had to throw in there I need a bigger helmet line I that I that was cute I laughed at that um because you know that's a throwback to how ridiculous Black Manta's helmet is and so it, yeah I I like that that worked right. And it's iconic. Uh, it's ridiculous, but it's iconic. And they were right. able to bring it to the big screen. I mean, that is in and of itself, to some extent, an accomplishment. You got to give them, right? Absolutely. No, I, I love the look of the character. I didn't like how he got there in the movie. Uh, I it, the you know, it was just yeah. The the the, the visuals of. Black Manta, I thought were on point. I think that's like that was a great representation of this truly ridiculous yet iconic super book or superhero comic book villain right right uh and 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 so that was great but i just i didn't like his motivations for hating aquaman i didn't like uh it was very one-dimensional and i it was i didn't like the the uh the way that he you know and i granted i don't know enough about black man uh, uh black man to know for sure whether or not he uh gets his tech from atlantis i don't know that's something I don't know. Yeah, it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Atlantean tech. But you're right; they did make him too one note. I don't mind what drove his motivation. Um, I do feel like he was grossly underused, and because he ended up becoming a one note villain, we didn't get a chance to really expound on who he is or who he could be. You know, when I think of Black Manta, I think of more of a strategist, and you know, uh, maybe even a revolutionary. And we didn't really see that here. We we saw him as more of 
you know, just, you know, I kill my father. I'm going to go kill him. And yeah, which is again, fine for you know, a, a dumb comic book movie. But, you know, maybe it, maybe it would have been nice to see a little bit more. Maybe it would have been even better to hold him off until uh, the next movie or, or maybe save him for the next movie. Um, or, or if you're going to use him, like name drop him and have him be the guy who's supplying the submarine to, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's to, great. To start, yeah. And, and then, then like have him be out. Right. And then so it's like, OK, so you use him there. You name drop him. So fans are like, oh, cool. And then when the next movie, the non fans will be like, oh, that was the guy who was like planning this whole coup with war with with ocean master okay yeah. neat but yeah the, the way they threw him in there and the way they utilized him was just was just it felt like a waste yeah, and uh it just yeah it didn't resonate with me at all again love the look of him i thought they did a great job on that i just his motivations were terrible and i think he was he wasn't utilized very very well what do you think about mara uh, I think that's some of the worst chemistry I've seen between two actors in a very long time. I, oh, okay. I was about to say, it's, it's definitely not the worst chemistry you've seen between two actors. No, no, uh, I think, uh, we're, not on uh, Ad, we're nowhere near Anakin Nat- Padme. Let- yeah. Lovers. Natalie Portman and uh, Hayden Christensen definitely take that, that, that role there. But yeah, I, I, I I, I didn't mind Mira's character like I you know she she it was one of those interesting sort of things where she's kind of like betrothed to this person that she doesn't love and then this dude comes along and for some inexplicable reason because they have zero chemistry throughout the film she falls in love with him and you know it's, it's a classic story sure but like it, it just it just did not work uh, I would not or say me. that I would not say they had no chemistry I mean I, I thought there was chemistry there I did not feel like we were watching one of the great love stories of our time I also don't think we were supposed to be watching one of the great love stories at our time I mean like you know it, it, she's attractive he's attractive they've got some witty banter you know like there's it, it I don't know it worked it, it worked and I will say like her I, I loved seeing the aquakinesis like like her power set on display amazing yeah that was neat that was neat. The, the visuals, the special effects of this film, Bell. You got oh, to sure. give them that. Because, I mean, like, absolutely gorgeous, underwater, overwater, water being used in every every capacity. Like, I, I, I'm blown away by how successfully uh, believable the underwater scenes just felt. I will give you believability except for, with, with, with some key critical exemptions there. And uh, yeah, like I, I, I love the voice modulation when they're underwater. I love the little like, you know, the, the you know, hair movements and stuff to kind of yeah. give it the sort of feel uh, that it's underwater. Uh, it, it's absolutely ridiculous to me that there's going to be molten lava underwater and no steam whatsoever or any sort of <laughs> any sort of indication that it's boiling hot uh-huh. molten rock yeah. on top of water. And there's no nothing to indicate that it's hot 2018 was a, a a significant year for lava uh chris pratt proved that early on so take it up with jurassic world i have plenty to say about jurassic world i'm still <laughs> not done talking about that movie and so uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah but but i mean and that was that was the kind of stuff where it's i don't like watching underwater like spongebob does this where it's like you're watching spongebob and yeah it's supposed to be underwater but like nothing there's like pools of water underwater and stuff like that where it's just it's it's you might as well just breaks the moment for you yeah it's it doesn't it doesn't and and i feel like it would this is this is the type of movie where it's aquaman and you have atlantis and atlantis is underwater and those would be the things that you'd want to nail down right and so when you have this pit of molten magma underneath and you're trying to give the illusion that there's water and stuff and there's no kind of like 
steam or heat or or and, and they do such a good job with everything else. It's like why just why just overlook that? And I tell you why. It's because with steam and stuff everywhere, you wouldn't be able to see anything. And so I don't know. Maybe like rewrite that and not have it be lava. I don't know. That you know. I mean, I hear you. I thought that too, but then I didn't because you know why? Why? Because it's a dumb comic book movie. <laughs> Like, like, you know, I, I, there's this underwater realm that you're, they're trying to like make you feel like you're underwater this whole time. But it, you could have taken that and, and most of those scenes that were underwater and taken them above water and they'd have been exactly the same. No, but see, that's the thing. It pays off later with like, oh, you fought him down on his turf. Now you're fighting him on your turf. Like, you know, this is, that was, the, he had to fight him underwater at the beginning so that he could fight him above water at the end. It they don't really do it well. in a lava pit. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, yeah. No, no, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you on that. There's a lot of different ways that could have visually communicated that. Um, and who knows? There is probably some OMG science that explains why that is perfectly reasonable. Uh, what we just saw, or could just be magic, which is also a possibility. Back to Mira, man. So I really, really, uh, I, I dug I dug her. I thought she was really cool with the the scene where she uses the wine as weapons. I was like, oh that man, my wife's not here, but she would like love that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that you know that was neat. And uh, the other things, you know, like, yeah, her, uh, uh, what'd you call it? Aquamancy? Uh, I, aquakinesis. Aquakinesis. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. It, it was one of those things where uh, I'm glad they didn't try to explain it. Oh, yeah. You know? that, that's a good point. Yeah. They never actually took the time to be like, oh, here's the origin stories of why I can do la da 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 da. It's like, you know, we've already seen her use that ability briefly in the Justice League movie. So we know that she's got some kind of control over water and all you have to do is see her use it. And it's like, okay, this is cool. We're dealing in a world with, uh, you know, merfolk. We're dealing in a world with, you know, entire civilizations existing underwater. We're dealing in, you know, evil crab space monster that's under the water. I mean, like, you know, the the aquakinesis is the most believable thing that we're looking at. Sure. And yeah, it was one of those things where they explain like uh, highborns can breathe above water just as easily as they can below water. Mm. And so from that one line, uh, you realize, okay, that's why all the people wear suits above ground and like you can take them out by knocking out their visors and the guy stuck his head in the toilet, haha, whatever. Uh, and it also kind of gives you, oh, well, maybe highborns also have other powers that other people don't. Yeah. Cool. And that's that's all the explanation you really need for that. You don't need, you don't need a, oh, well, she studied the ritual of like, you know, from Bubblicious, the fourth <laughs> bubble mancer of, of the bubble school of, of <laughs> bubble warts. I don't know. You know, like, it's... <laughs> Bubblelicious, the bubble mancer of bubble warts. I, I love this. This is this needs yeah. to be a thing. And and because like that's the thing. It's like you're right. You know, it's a dumb movie, and so you don't have to make an, an even dumber explanation as uh, to why she can move water. That's true. Um, but when you're dealing, because that's the thing. It's like that. That's something that doesn't happen, right? That's that's not a real thing. Uh, lava and water is a real thing, and <laughs> like when you have real things in movies and you make them unreal. I, I feel those are the things that need explanations. The other things don't. All right. What do you think about uh, Aquaman's mother, Queen uh, Atlanta? I thought that uh, Atlanta, I if you didn't see the quote twist that she was going to come back at the end, uh, that she had been you know trapped or whatever, that you are blind. Oh, no, no. I, I watched Ant-Man. Yeah, no, I, I watched Ant-Man. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah why are you going to show a, a, a de-aged michelle pfeiffer slash uh, uh nicole kidman at one point in the film and then have her not show up as regular aged <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like that like you say that was um 
All right, I'll, I'll be real honest with you, man. I actually, I saw it coming, but then I kind of forgot about it, probably because the movie was so long, so that when she did actually show up, I was like, oh, it's his mom, cool. And, and like, But it wasn't like a, you know, my mind is blown type deal. It was just kind of like, oh, look, it's like, you know. And the other thing too, man, is that a lot of these movies, I mean, we in, in, as they should be, are kind of geared towards a younger audience. Especially in kind of the modern era, if you want to bring in these kids. Now, that if, if, if DC's Don't kind of, make the mistake that you're about to make and say that kids are stupid. And oh, kids no, no. On, on the contrary. On the contrary. <laughs> okay, okay. But the kids are not stupid, but kids aren't, but they are not jaded. They're not jaded in the same way that the rest of us are. And so, like, like taking, like, I remember taking my, my five-year-old to the uh, Incredibles 2. Did you, have you seen that one yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I've heard good things, though. Well, suffice to say, Bell, you'll be able to figure out who the bad guy is like 10 minutes in. Like, it's, it's going to be fairly obvious what's going on. Okay. Uh, and, and, but when it happened and when the reveal was there, she, she was just like, wait, it was that person? You know, like she was just completely because not because she's, she's dumb. It's not because she's dumb or smart. It's because she's not jaded. She hasn't experienced a lot of these films to kind of blow your mind after, you know, after empire strikes back, we're looking for the dad to be evil in every movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just part of it because we've seen it now and we, we kind of see how stories are structured. Uh, same thing actually recently with um, with Into the Spider Verse. Not to not to make two references to a movie that we have yet to review, <laughs> but when uh, when we were watching that movie, and I guess spoil. Well, I, I'm not going to spoil that. But but when the villain is revealed to be who it is, she was. I mean, it it blew her mind, especially because yeah. like. But 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 he, you know, he's a good guy, and I was like, well, you know, maybe he's a good guy. He made some bad decisions, but regardless, the point is. They they haven't the younger audiences haven't been jaded the same way we have, and so these are the kind of experiences that set them up so that down the road they'll definitely see see the tropes and see what's going to happen. But uh, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it. I don't think it's bad that it's obvious to us because I would argue it's not obvious to everybody. Yeah, it's 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 there. There's a level of obfuscation, I guess, that I kind of require for it to be you know decent. Like for example, into the Spider Verse, I was like. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear what that character is. Uh, it, it wasn't clear what that character is. It's clear what was going to happen with that character. Sure, right. Sure, and well, I think that's the distinction. I knew the comics too, so I mean, I already knew who he was going to be. But still. oh, see, okay, see, I didn't know that, but I so so and and there I think is an important distinction because I knew yes because I'm jaded and I look for all the bad things or whatever, and uh, uh, I have to find these connections in movies and stuff. Uh, I knew that something was going to be happen with that character, but I didn't know what because I didn't know the the context, right? Yeah, and I think that's the important distinction. Is is it's fine to see something that is going to happen. Uh, so long as it's one of those where it's not, I guess, completely obvious the entire time. Yeah. Is that, is that fair? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, but again, just obvious to us, not necessarily obvious to everyone, uh, especially when you're, you know, shooting for kind of a larger audience. All right. So we got, uh, King Orem, the, uh, the underwater Nazi once in future ocean master. What'd you think about him? Uh, I thought so. So there, there's two ways they could condense this movie and make it better. And I thought one was to have it where uh, we start with Orm as Ocean Master, and uh, as Ocean Master, there's political intrigue as to you know he wants to start the war, and the other factions like yes, you're Ocean Master, but you still have to uh, you you can't command the the army without the approval of the King Council or whatever you know. Um, and, and so him going through and trying to, uh, you know, ally the kingdoms and stuff by murdering one of the, one of the monarchs. Yeah, he did do that. And, uh, then all of a sudden we have crab people 
Crab people. People, crab (laughs) people walk like crab, but talk like people. I really wanted like their general to to even yell, it's a trap at some point, you know, like that would have been nice. Yeah, I I just thought that was kind of a missed opportunity for them to have him established as Ocean Master because that's like two lines of dialogue that you can explain and then you can have the political intrigue and stuff like that and throw it in there and then you can kind of like weave in the Black Manta like, okay, Ocean Master, the council won't allow me to do this so we need to set up an attack to, to, Hmm. you know, have them give me the authority and also the part where he, he throws all the trash and all the warships out of the ocean yeah, before he before he's ocean master. Yeah, well, I think why he does has, he need the armies? Yeah, he has his people do that, but I think I think I don't think he did that on his own. I think it was more of like his people did that, and he's trying to do that on a massive scale. Yeah, I, I hear you, man, and and you know, good thoughts there. I I will say I, I did like uh, thought the actor portraying him did a great job with them. Sure, uh, I also thought the mask. I thought it was cool how they like did his legit mask. I thought it was cool, honestly, how they did Aquaman's legit suit. Everybody looked like they stepped out of the comics. And that is a rare thing these days, Um, especially in the DC corner of the universe. Like every single character stepped right out of the panel and onto the screen. That never happens, Bell. At least not in this this corner of of the the multiverse here. And yet that's what we got this movie and everybody looked glorious doing so. Even the freaking Aquaman, he's wearing, by the end of it, he's wearing the orange, he's wearing the green. And it works, and he doesn't look ridiculous like we all thought he would probably end up looking 10 years ago if they did a live-action Aquaman. He looked amazing. Well, yeah, and I think the big distinction there is that it was like this metallic sort of orange and not like a cloth orange. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to – but that's the thing. I mean, that's true anywhere. You got to get some texture to it and everything else, and that is – that's the smart way to do it. They could have yeah. gone a lot of different directions with it. They could have gone chain mail if they wanted to. They could have, you know, gone with, you know, they could have just stuck with the the shirtless Aquaman of the of the cartoons, uh, the Justice League, and just avoid the orange altogether. But no, man, it worked super well. So yeah, my hats off, man. I think I think all of these characters look fantastic. I think the actors across the board. Oh, Django Fett is his dad. Any thoughts on Django Fett as his dad? Uh, D H Django Fett was weird uh yeah de-aged you know the de tech sometimes it's really good like michael douglas in the first ant-man and mm-hmm. uh and, and uh but that's I for like two seconds out. the problem with a lot of this de stuff is people are getting too comfortable with it i'm worried about captain marvel with them doing this the entire time with samuel L. jackson like yeah the longer you have de-aged characters on the screen the more uncanny valley it gets yeah it does though like it yeah. really really does and so um yeah, I liked. I mean, I liked. I guess not aged. I hate to say that. Well, Django Fett put on a couple pounds and got got older. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just be honest. No, like my, my my favorite part about that is that is that because uh, I want to say that actor uh, is Maori or yeah. is he Tongan? I, I'm not sure, but he's but he's Pacific Islander, kind of like uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa's heritage, and like they 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 kept that in there, right? And like they talk about uh, those things, and they and they yeah. they actually played on that aspect of it, right? And I thought that was really neat, and I really I really appreciated that. Yeah, uh, uh, he was also Moana's dad too. Like I remember watching uh, Moana and hearing her dad sing and his voice. I'm like, that voice sounds super familiar. And uh, oh yeah, and and when I was watching this, I was like, I was like, who? I actually had a hard time kind of placing. 
uh, the actor because I was like, why is this dude so familiar? Like, I know his voice. I think it's his dad, the dad from one. Like, but this dude, like, I know this dude. Where do I know this dude from? And again, Django put on a few pounds, but car, you know, shave off a few pounds. It's like, oh, hey, look, it's Django Fett. There you go. Aquaman's dad. Fathered Boba Fett and Aquaman. Tamir Morrison's doing all right, man. Morrison, rather. Tamir Morrison is doing all right. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, got, he's got a lineage out there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So great to see him. I loved uh, just a couple of different things, man. I loved, I, I really enjoyed the talking to fish, how they didn't make, like, they didn't make too many jokes out of it and it just worked. Um, I actually liked the scene where he was a kid and the shark was kind of all around him and all the the sea creatures were all kind of gathering around him because he was their king and everything. And, uh, you know, while he was being picked on as a kid, I, I thought that was cool. It spoke to me. I actually loved the relationship he had with his dad. Uh, he didn't have kind of this resentment that I think a lot of us thought that he was going to have a... Uh, yes, the, thank you. Yeah, no, it, was, it worked out worked out really well. I even loved, I mean, you know, even though this was a very different, this was Jason Momoa as Aquaman. This was not Aquaman. This was Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And, yeah. and so from that standpoint, it was not a character that we've seen before, other than that one scene in Justice League. Like, this was a different take on the character. And I thought it worked really well. And I enjoyed it. And yes, it was a dumb comic book movie. Uh, my, my biggest critique overall are just two things. Um, I mean, I'm not going to treat for, there would be more if I was treating this like this isn't a Marvel film. You know what I mean? Like this is not, it's hidden Shawshank Redemption here. Okay. I'm not, I'm not treating it like that for what it is. I really enjoyed it. My only two real critiques are the music I felt was not utilized very well. There was some great songs in there, but it, they played at really weird times and it just, it, it took you out of what was going on. Uh, and then the other thing is, <laughs> Why, 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 why they put him in the desert, man? Like, I, I get it. We live in a day and age where Superman is flying entire planets of kryptonite up into space, and we're not supposed to like question it. But like, what is it about DC and and putting the characters like having them do stuff they shouldn't be able to do because that's their specific weakness? Why is the Martian Manhunter chilling out in fire? Why is Superman flying a planet of kryptonite? Why is Aquaman totally fine being out in the middle of the desert with no water? That makes no sense whatsoever. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know enough about Aquaman, but like, isn't he's half human? So like, I, he I needs guess the, the water. question there is, he's got to have the water. Same thing. All right, so I right, fine. Put him aside. Uh, Mira, man, she she right, cannot. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have a complaint there, it wouldn't be about Aquaman. It'd be about Mira. Like, why is Mira not like just <gasps> like dying? You know, and uh, no, all either, that stuff in the either desert. one of them. Like that is like that would be that would be the <laughs> it would essentially be like putting Superman in the middle of like a kryptonite cave or having him lift an entire planet of kryptonite, which is, yeah, we saw that on screen. So those are, those are my, yeah. those are my two critiques overall, man. I, I'm for, for me, I really enjoy this film. I'm going to give it a solid three out of five. Um, I have issues with the structure. I think it was too long. I think, I think there is a good story there utilizing all the characters that we have. They just needed to restructure it and make it make it uh, more cohesive and less uh, stop trying to do so many things, right? Um, I feel like Jason Momoa didn't grow enough by the end of the movie to to, to convince me that he would be a good king, mm. and maybe maybe that's maybe that's something that they'll address in a second film, uh, and that's when he'll grow into like a more regal kind of. Uh, not surfer dude guy. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, 
overall, I like. I, I think it. I think it was dumb. I don't think it was bad. If that makes sense. Okay, that's good. That's progress. So, where do you? Yeah. What, do you what do you give it out of five? Um, I'm gonna give it like. So, if all the other. Uh, so if, if Wonder Woman's like a four in my book and all the other DC films, uh, excluding Aquaman, are like zero to a one, I would give this one a two. OK, well, there you go. You know, I like how you mentioned the structure of the thing. I, I think you're right. Honestly, their trilogy could have been made just out of what we got in this movie. Like the first yes. movie could have been about could have been much more grounded, if you will, about Aquaman discovering himself and you know, use that time to establish Mira. And you could even like have kind of the eco aspect of things like, you know, this, this, all this kind of uh, pollution and everything else. It's all washing the shore. And Mira's like, this is something far deeper. This is the people, you know, your people, they're, they're kingless and everything's crazy down there. You need to get with the program. And so it becomes more about him on the, on the edge and on the, you know, on the shore as it were, uh, discovering who he is and, you know, dealing with the parentage and the caught between two worlds and all that kind of stuff with him, you know, going to Poseidon or wherever it is so that he can get the thing and step out and boom, I'm the Aquaman and here's my orange shirt and everything. And then in the second film, you could potentially utilize that as your, uh, you could do one of two, one of the two things. Either you go in with the full on Game of Thrones, you know, now he knows who he is. He's got to establish his kingdom, but Ocean Master is there. So now we've got all these different, uh, you know, different kingdoms and everything else. And these are all his people. And so now you get into that big political epic of this whole deal with him versus ocean master him versus his brother. And then for the third and final film, you could be, you could go full in on, uh, on black Manta and tell his story and set up a kind of a theme of legacy. Maybe even because of the father son relationship between, uh, black Manta and, and his son, if they wanted to go that route, uh, kind of do kind of this, this one for one type deal where Aquaman does have to cut off his own arm in order to save his son or better yet, maybe in a kind of a twist, have Aquaman have to cut off his arm in order to save Manta's son or something of that nature. And so that we get kind of the establishment that, that, you know, Calder, uh, black man, son would maybe go on to become the Aqualad or, or, you know, the, the next, the next Aquaman. Anyway, there's, there's three films here. There really yeah. are three films here, Th- three arguably very good films here. Well, and you you were adding stuff though. Like I, I disagree entirely on 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 <laughs> on how you would structure it. I think oh, that's though. fine. But I mean, I'm just saying, like in general, like there there are there, you could take uh, you could, portions yeah, you of could, this could, and turn them into whole other movies. Yeah, you you could take everything that is contained in this movie and split all of those elements out into three separate movies that work, right? Like you know, and and, and it's it's the same pace, right? You would have the beginning would be like, you know, Willem Dafoe and. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Which I, like, yeah. yeah. First off, I didn't even realize Willem Dafoe was in it. Didn't even realize Dolph Lundgren was in it. That was that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the three acts of the film, you turn into the three movies. So the first movie, the main villain would be Black Manta. Uh, the second film would be uh, uh, the, the second film would be, you know, the, the political intrigue and like Aquaman. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of figuring out how you sort of fit him in there more, but then the third one would be your Lord of the Rings style battle and stuff like that. And by the end of that, that is yeah. when that, that's when you have him come out with the staff, and now he's Aquaman. That's good. No, I like that, man. That's uh, that's a good structure as well. But one way or the other, that's our take. We want to hear from you. Head over to panel screen on the Facebook page to let us know your thoughts there. And uh, hey, you know who's great? You know who's keeping you informed on all these movies, even when he takes weeks for us to, to hear, hear from us. <laughs> Talk about our boy Woo. Can I get a Woo Woo? Woo Woo. 
Wu's doing a great job with the Wu View over there at Panel to Screen, Facebook.com slash Panel to Screen. So uh, show him some love. Tell him that we really appreciate him so very, very much for uh, keeping you all up to date and informed on all the latest and greatest of the panels, of the screens, of the intersection of the two. Uh, Bal, we've still got a week or so before The Flash returns, if I'm doing my math right. And during that time, hopefully we'll be able to get out another review. Yes, another panel to screen for Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, you, you you heard the review trying to seep into this one, but we kept it at bay. So we got the, we got the Aquaman up front, and uh, we'll have Into the Spider-Verse coming your way very soon. But for me, for Belle, for Belle's mom. Hi, Mom. Have a splashing good time. <laughs> sure. Under the sea. Under the sea. When the sardine begin to begin, it's music to me. What do they got? A lot of sand. Each little clown here know how to jam here under the sea. Each little slug here cutting a rug here under the sea. Each little snail here know how to whale here. That's why it's hot under the water. Yeah, we get lucky down in the muck here under the sea. I drink some water, and uh, apparently Mira didn't like me talking crap about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? And so she she bubble manced <laughs> the water into my lungs. <clears throat> you okay? Oh, oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm just I muted most of the coughing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.